0: The Afterburn Podcast is a proud supporter of Guns Garen Memorial Foundation, helping our veterans and their families when they need it most. To learn more, visit slash rain. Want to make a podcast? Let me tell you about Spotify's program for podcasters, and it's called Spotify for Podcasters. I've been using it for over a year now, couldn't be happier from the Switch. You can record wherever you create podcasts, whether it be your phone, computer, and it's easy to upload it and distribute it to everywhere. Podcaster are heard. With Spotify for Podcasters, you can earn money in a variety of ways, including ads and podcast subscriptions. Best of all, Spotify for Podcasters is completely free. So launch your podcast today. Get started with Spotify for Podcasters. Go to www.spotify.com backslash podcasters to get started. From Showtime and A24 What do you love most about Whitney? Comes a new series unlike any other well, Where do I even start? Academy Award winner Emma Stone I like how you fight for us Nathan Fielder Money doesn't really matter when it's about doing the right thing And Benny Safti. You guys are strong, right? At the end of the day, you're going to survive, right? Next question New episodes of The Curse Streaming now on Paramount Plus Only with the Paramount Plus with Showtime plan you're listening to The Lowdown, your insider look at everything aviation, defense, and geopolitics. Hey, welcome. I'm currently sitting up in South Carolina getting ready to kick off the Guns Gear Memorial Annual Golf Tournament. Guns Gears Memorial Foundation set up there to help veterans in need, their families in need. If you are someone who wants to support veterans that might need a hand, or if you know a veteran that might need help, keep Guns Gears Memorial Foundation in mind. You might not need it today, but you might need it in the future. Before we get into it, make sure you're subscribing to the Lowdown newsletter. That is linked down below. You'll get weekly insights in defense, aviation, and geopolitics. It pairs with this segment, so make sure you subscribe to that you get all the extra benefits all right let's jump into it our first aviation story this week the ntsb released their preliminary report on the fedex 757 crash or rather gear up landing in chattanooga a few weeks ago the aircraft experienced a left system hydraulic failure which ultimately resulted in the gear not being able to extend both normally nor being able to extend it uh, with alternate gear extension i did love a lot of the comments throughout all the posts uh, about this where some just superstars recommended that the crew or highlighted the crew should have altered gear extended yeah no kidding sherlock so not surprised that the crew attempted this uh, remember they were airborne for 85 minutes and when you're operating a carrier like this not only do you have a lot of experience sitting in the cockpit which is not always a guarantee that you're not going to make mistakes but you also have the ability via satcom to talk to maintenance to talk to the operations center to loop in a lot of people into this decision matrix and these guys were not rushing i'm assuming because they spent about 85 minutes airborne so kudos uh to the crew normally something like this does not uh, necessarily lend well or can come out very very tragic so i think great job for the crew in handling that gear checklist for those who've been flying around every plane i've flown if you have a gear malfunction or gear problem the gear checklist is by far always the worst the most complicated checklist in the entire book so not something you want to have and it's usually when it's usually not right after takeoff it's usually when you're coming into land you have no gas that your gear malfunctions, and then lo and behold you get the most egregious checklist that you have to run there so uh, i think these guys did did a good job from what i can tell jumping over to american airlines american airlines flight 575 going from Washington, Nashville to Miami, they stopped their climb with departure after experiencing uh, unreliable airspeed. And while this might seem mundane, uh, the crew notice it, which is awesome. Sometimes this stuff goes unnoticed or it creates confusion very quickly in the cockpit. If there's weather involved, radios might be uh, blaring, busy day, uh, stuff like this can go sideways real quickly. I highlighted in the newsletter, For those that subscribe, the 2009 crash for Air France 447 going from Brazil to uh, Paris, France, resulted in the deaths of all souls on board, 228 people. They experienced icing, which clogged the pitot tubes, resulting in erroneous airspeed uh, indications. While there are some apples and oranges in this comparison, the crew that was flying, the pilots flying at the time, because the captain was resting misdiagnosed the problem ultimately stalled the aircraft they stalled from 38,000 feet roughly all the way to the ocean uh, impacting the ocean fully stalled in an airplane that was other than icing completely flyable Uh, and by I say completely flyable other than icing this airplane could have flown and this is something you know operating big fat planes now uh, I feel like in the last Two years of all the every nine months you go to the simulator for uh, two days of training. Airspeed unreliable is one of those things we practice, but it doesn't matter what plane you're flying. Just a known pitch and power setting. If you think things are going weird, know what a pitch and power setting is for five thousand feet, or if you operate in the thirties, what's five thousand feet and what's what's thirty thousand feet, and that'll get you about right. So uh th- these things happen. Um, not all too frequently but even in modern era they happen the air force is preparing to accept its first t7 red hawk trainer uh, flight out at edwards air force base so the t7 is the replacement to the t38 t38 that's the air force's primary jet trainer sending students off to fighter and and bomber aircraft after they complete six months in the t38 but the t7 competed originally with a t50 made by lockheed the T seven one, it had to be built, and now just some of the first few, I don't know how they classify them. Not they're not prototypes; they're they're flying models now. Two years, or actually, yeah, I guess about eighteen months ago uh, at Oshkosh, uh, Boeing was kind enough to let me sit in their simulator and go through just some of the things that the T seven is capable of. To really utilizing modern technology, so that we're training students to for follow-on aircraft like the F-22 and the F-35 touchscreens able to emulate a lot of threats a lot of it's it's the iPhone right compared to the Nokia as far as what you can do I will say though I have never actually seen the T-7 nose-on until recently it's really ugly in my opinion maybe it's an unpopular opinion but uh, the Air Force has been flying the T-38 since 1961 so the exact same T-38s They were flying in 1961, 62. Those things are still flying. I should go find my logbook and see what the oldest T-38 I flew. They're all bent and misshapen. They've done some upgrades to the avionics and the ejection seats and the engines, but inherently, it's it is the exact same plane that rolled off the assembly line. So, the Air Force uh, acquired 1,100 T-38s between 1961 and 1972. At the tune of roughly seven hundred fifty-six thousand dollars, or about seven point eight million dollars in today's dollars, out of those eleven hundred T thirty eights, about five hundred and forty are still in the Air Force inventory. Reno Air Races—they wrapped up this year in Reno for their last race in Reno. As that closes, and they're looking for the next city, they announced a short list of six cities. That's Casper, Wyoming. Buckeye, Arizona, Pueblo, Colorado, Roswell, New Mexico, Thermal, California, and Wendover, Utah, expecting to make their final decision and announcement in early 2024. Jumping over into defense, the Pentagon has disclosed footage from the last two years of over 180 intercepts between the Chinese and the U.S. military. and That's the Chinese intercepting the U.S. military. A lot of them are fairly aggressive, and the U.S. is getting this out there, uh, displaying a pattern of intimidation and aggressiveness on the Chinese behalf. You might remember the Navy P-3 from back in 2000 when a a Chinese fighter clipped it. Uh, It resulted in the Chinese fighter jet crashing, killing the pilot. The Navy P-3 crew had to divert into a Chinese island, they spent 10 days in captivity. I'm saying that in air quotes. They were in a hotel. Uh, it is still one of those topics that is discussed at resistance training when you go through that. So uh, the footage is up on the website. or I have it in the newsletter. I have a link in the newsletter as well over to the AFBURN podcast where you can see a lot of these pictures of the Chinese jets, which some of them you're seeing full plane form, meaning the jets up and rotating close into maybe P-3s and P-8s from what it looks like from the photos coming from the crew, but aggressive posturing and aggressive maneuvering close in to planes that don't do that. The Army has dropped all charges against Colonel John Meredith. He was a relieved of command last October. He was accused of sexual assault or aggressive sexual contact, something of the nature of that, But it was overturned, or rather all charges were dropped, and that was based on the discovery of text messages between his accuser and her husband. The accuser's husband worked for Colonel Meredith. He'd received an unfavorable performance report or performance report he didn't like, and so the defense discovered text messages between the accuser and her husband where they were colluding to conspire to bring these assault allegations against Colonel Meredith all the criminal charges have been dismissed however he's still facing administrative action for conduct unbecoming of and officer so guessing there was probably some kind of other relationship uh, that, that led to this or presented the opportunity for this situation to evolve but sad to see someone's career ruined i think if even as administrative action and conduct unbecoming when you start throwing around sexual assault that is painting a bullseye on someone not only does it destroy the credibility for future people who unfortunately will experience this and damage their credibility or bring their credibility into question but obviously it's destroyed uh, his credibility as well saturday secretary vince lloyd austin he announced the u.s military is enhancing military or military strength and security to protect u.s forces and allies there's been multiple attacks on u.s bases in syria and iraq they've Move the USS Gerald R-4 carrier strike group into the central command area. So you got a lot of naval presence as well as they've deployed a THAAD battery and extra Patriot batteries into the region. And so he emphasizes this is an ongoing assessment determined a need um, just to enhance military or he's enhanced military deployments to the region there. The U.S. Navy USS Kearney intercepted three missiles and several drones launched by Houthi forces in Yemen Uh, again marking a significant escalation in the middle east it's tough to determine or they're not able to determine where these missiles were headed but they were heading in the direction of israel jumping around the globe our buddies vladimir putin and chinese president xi jinping visiting beijing this is the second time that putin has left russia hey love russia last week going to kyrgyzstan to celebrate the former soviet satellite states something to that effect but he hasn't left russia since the international criminal court accused him of war crimes and issued a warrant for his arrest this just further shows a strengthening tie between china and russia as they become ostracized if that's the right phrase from the western world and insulated as they take aggressive actions there but they're both speaking at the Belt and Road Forum, mentioned last week that the Taliban is joining in on that. So a lot of things are happening there. Iranian foreign minister warned of expected preemptive action against Israel due to its bombing of Gaza. So banging the war drums there. He's claiming that the conflict has claimed over 4,000 lives. And he's keeping his options open on a resistant front and preparing for a long-term war with Israel. So a lot going on there. So that wraps up the lowdown for this week. Don't forget to check out the newsletter. You can find that over in the, or you can find it over at the Podcast.com. Just click the newsletter. Or you can click that, in the link down below and just give you those weekly insights into defense, aviation, and everything geopolitical. Until next time. The Afterburn Podcast is a proud supporter of Guns, Gear, and Memorial Foundation helping our veterans and their families when they need it most. To learn more, visit gunsgarin.com slash rain.